0: What up, everybody? It's Monday night. It's 8 p.m. Can Republicans save America? Well, we're going to talk to some candidates who think they can tonight on The Urban Conservative. The show starts right about now. Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love The Urban Conservative. Do you like Manwitch?
1: and nachos well then you'd love the urban conservative
0: do you like guns do you like butter well you're gonna love the urban conservative yo what's good son you like pinball say you like solving sudoku puzzles then you gonna love the urban conservative Hey buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative Podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm boysenberry syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. You're a little over Cardi B and you repulsed by the thought of hogma? Check out the Urban Conservative. Are you ready? <laughs> If you think the earth is flat and always on that weird side of you too, check out the Urban conservative. They'll set you straight.
1: <laughs> if you're in a chasing
2: dopey and you love yeah. South Fish and yeah. the testify, yeah.
0: check out the urban conservative. Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is Monday night. It is 8 p.m. You are tuned into the Urban Conservative Podcast. You're either watching on YouTube, Facebook or Twitter. Do us a favor. Hit the share button. Hit the like. Hit the follow. Hit the subscribe. Visit our website, TUConservative.com. Get a membership for the year. It's an awesome website. You get to support some awesome folks. Um, also, support us on Cash App, dollar sign T-U Conservative. If you want to sponsor an episode, please shoot us an email, conservative at gmail.com. We'd love to hear uh, how we can help you out and, and what you got going on. So feel free to reach out to us if you are a candidate or a GOP and you need some help, man. We're here to help, right, bro? So That's what we're here to do. I well, got to give a big, big, big shout out. Uh, to the homie Tyler Lee that's running for Congress in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, he's taking a stand out there. Got some pretty big things going on. We hope to have him on the show uh, before early voting starts. But shouts out to Tyler Lee. Um, and last but not least, I do want to give a big thank you, a big shout out to everybody that supports the Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina. We had to uh, postpone due to current Hurricane Ian. Um, hearts out to everybody who's lost a loved one due to hurricane Ian. um, But we had to uh, reschedule our event for that. So shout out to everybody. Uh, We'll see y'all October 28th up in Raleigh. That's all I've got for now, bro. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, you know, our prayers, our love and energy and uh, goes out to the folks out in Florida, those devastated by the hurricane. Uh, speedy recovery, folks. You know um, you know, Americans are, are good at rebuilding. Um, there's a lot of insurance issues out there. A lot of folks didn't have flood insurance, and so it's some devastating things. So, you know, folks around the country, if you can help out, you know, I know we like to help out everybody around the world, right, bro? But if we can help out the folks down in Florida do any of the uh, nonprofits that are helping out, do your Googles, make sure you vet them and help out those folks out in Florida. So we have an interesting show tonight, bro. We have candidates we checking in with us tonight. Um, we do. We do. About, what, um, about four, four weeks and some change out from, from November 8th. Yeah, a little more than 30 days out uh, from from Election Day. And uh, that's going to be interesting, bro, because I think Republicans are well-positioned um, to... to really really now now here's the pickle though and this is playing Mm. devil's advocate what are republicans going to do with it if they win though that becomes the question what do we do if and when we win i think there's an if and a win um i think there's going to be some real close races um there's some states that you look up in uh, pennsylvania that dr oz race is looking pretty close we're going to talk about that here in a minute um but hold on i wanted to do something real quick hold on hey siri how many days until November 8th?
3: It's 36 days until then.
0: 36 days until the election, bro. 36, yeah, 36 days. days. So a month and six days, ladies and gentlemen. Well, one, one thing I want to highlight, bro, talking about can Republicans save America? Um, you know, first and foremost, get in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from. Um, and that's the question tonight. Can Republicans save America? I'm going to err on the side that that they can, but it's it's... Will they? Will will the Republicans step up? Uh, will they do what they say they're going to do? And I'll be honest with you, the last, I don't know, uh, maybe eight years m- minus this, you know, this current administration, uh, Republicans were on track for doing what they say they were going to do. I mean, from from at least right. from ad- the devil's advocate question, was it mm-hmm. Republicans were on track or was Donald Trump on track? No, Republicans were on track okay. and, and the I, reason I'm I shooting it out there, bro. You know how track. we give it up. I'm gonna shoot it out there. No, I I mean it was worth a shot, but but I, I think the Republicans you know We can. We as the Republican Party can absolutely change the trajectory that the country is headed in under this leftist, Marxist, socialist uh, uh, wish list being being produced by the current administration. I think we can save America. I think there's a lot of good uh, candidates that have, have came into office this last cycle. Um, And and I think with with the House and the Senate, we can, if not save America, we can at least postpone until 24 some of the measures that this administration wants to put in place that are, you know, kind of pushing things over the edge. But I'm excited to talk about some of these races, bro. We got some candidates coming on. Um, And real quick, before we do anything else, right, we got some shouts. We got some shouts. What's going on? Where are we watching from? Watching from San Marcos, Texas. Wow. Shouts out to San Marcos, Texas. Um, where you at? Is that near the border at all? Is that anywhere near the border? And have you, uh, seen any of that stuff going down there on the border? Uh, just, just let us know in the comment section, sister Martha, if you can. Um, but Ali, let's look at this first. Uh, let's talk about this first race. Let's talk about this New York race with Lee Zeldin, uh, versus the evil queen, Hochul. I, I, man. Eagle, Eagle. is that yeah, a, is she, that a new york nickname Eagle, for her man. is that a thing now i don't know if, i don't know if it's a new york nickname for it if you've heard any nicknames for hokul drop them in the comment section Hochul is a tough uh, one to come up vocal well she Hochul. doesn't have any real, real she doesn't have any real credentials here and and the thing is and i'm noticing this pattern of democrats not wanting to debate until after early voting uh, this is a thing and i don't know how you guys feel about this but wait, candidates wait, wait. not say that again say that again candidates are not wanting to debate until early voting until early so voting the voting is already think. started and then you want to have a debate yeah that sounds a little cowardly to me so that i don't know if that's acceptable You know, that could be acceptable for what you want out of a candidate. But I want the opportunity to put these two candidates side by side and ask the tough questions. And she seems to not want to do that. And what I what I've noticed and what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing on the ground here in new york is that you know the Zelda team is is making strides into to communities that traditionally don't see republican politicians that traditionally don't see republicans at all for that matter or conservatives for that matter at all so right he had an event i believe it was today or yesterday he had a lunch event with a bunch of black pastors and and you know religious leaders and things of that nature and this is the type of thing we need to be doing um and and you know some other things but uh, Hoku doesn't have a leg to stand on, you know, from a record perspective, like from what she's done. So, so let me ask, because I haven't followed in detail. I'm assuming all of the law enforcement organizations are back in Zeldin. Uh, I want to say a large majority of them are. And, all, you okay. know, he's he's gotten some amazing endorsements. Um, and Lee's also you know, the interesting thing. And I've said this before on other shows, bro, about this. Even here in New York with the, with a super majority, right, the governor has so much power that if we can get that, if we can get Lee into the governorship, we can stop some of the madness here in New York. We can we can start to reverse the flow a little bit here in New York, um, which is necessary because we are the capital of the exodus. People leaving states, it's California and us. So, Yo, wait you wait know a minute. Didn't y'all lose some seats in Congress? No. If I'm not no, mistaken, y'all lost. Somebody lost a seat or two. If you know, no, get don't. in the comments and let us know. I think no, there's I a think state that, that... I think y'all lost a seat or two, bro. No, I don't think that's it. Some, somewhere,
1: Bet- Beto, Beto trying, to trying to take to our go. governor's
0: office. All right, so look, I've been seeing... Shouts out to Martha. I've been seeing some Beto O'Rourke ads on, like, on our timeline, like in our feed, bro. And here's yeah. the thing. He's doing a lot at HBCUs. What I don't see are the conservatives really targeting those HBCUs. I... I I don't know what that's about, but I think there's a, a really big missed opportunity there, at least from what I'm seeing on social. So uh, y'all better not end up with Beta Beto over there. That's going to be terrible for the state of tell Oh, my gosh. No, I can't imagine. I can't, I, I can't I mean, the characters that come out oh. during an election cycle, the people that, that decide to run. Some of these folks, when you listen to them speak, it's, and, and again, we'll get into some of these things, but real quick, bro, uh, before we go any further, ladies and gentlemen, you are watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, please give us a share, a like, a follow, a subscribe. Make sure to visit the website, tuconservative.com. If you want to support on Cash App, dollar sign, TU Conservative, we're going to run a quick commercial break and we'll be back in about 30 seconds this episode of the urban conservative has also been sponsored by case technology consulting help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined case technology consulting check out the link in the description yes absolutely. Absolutely. shout out to our yeah. Yeah. Everybody over at Case Technology. And again, if you have a young person that is in the STEM field or software engineering field and they need some mentorship or they need some advice and they're coming, you know, going into the work field, hit the brother Ari Case up. Make sure to check out Case Technology Consulting. He can help you out with that good stuff. Um, we appreciate that. So uh, real quick, bro, we we had uh, this salt and light. What was that, a weekend ago? All weekend to go. Shouts out to Jim Quick and Jason and the whole team at uh, Salt and Light over at the North Carolina Faith and Freedom Coalition. Uh, really, really good event, man. A lot of people of faith, I think, need to get back into the political arena. I know there's this big uh, controversy around how much control um, the government should be able to put on to, to religious, you know, in the world of religious restrictions. But I think here in North Carolina, it was organizations like Faith and Freedom and others that held the line when the governor was trying to go too far. Um, so shouts out to, uh, like I said, Jim Quick and Jason and the whole team over at North Carolina's Faith and Freedom. Uh, we had a chance to get up with Sandy Smith while we were there. We got up with Tyler Lee. We got up with my good friend, Kevin Crutchfield, representative elect Kevin Crutchfield. Were you thinking about showing the folks one of those interviews is what you were thinking? Let's show him the Crutchfield. Go with the Crutchfield. Let him see what Kev had to say. Hey guys, we are here at the Salt and Light 2022 here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am joined by the esteemed representative elect, Kevin Crutchfield. Welcome to the Urban Conservative Brother. So, Representative Elect. Yeah. I feel like I've had a little bit of a hand in that. You have. You're guilty. <laughs> guilty as charged. What are your thoughts about heading up to Raleigh, and what are you looking to accomplish for the folks in Cabarrus?
4: I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a new chapter in my life, not something I've done before in the political realm, but um, I'm excited about the opportunity to work with the other legislators to do things that we can do to make North Carolina a better state for my grandkids, your grandkids, and the future generations. You know, we've got a great state here. We just got to really focus on that and, and uh, be strong about it, be faithful about it, and do what needs to be done to uh, keep North Carolina great.
0: So I, I'm guilty because you know obviously I love Cabarrus County, mm-hmm. but you've also got a piece of Rowan County as I do. well. Um, what are, What are your thoughts about representing that Rowan side of things?
4: Well, one of the challenges I have because I live in Cabarrus County is to make sure that I represent those folks well and staying in touch with them. So we've done a lot of work at getting out to to meet you know, mayors and town councilmen, and uh, the folks that that run those cities and towns within that 83rd district of the Southwest Raleigh County and and meet the farmers and and find out what some of their issues are. So my goal is to inform myself as much as possible and uh, educate myself on the issues that they face. So when I do get to Raleigh and the opportunity comes up to to put them into a bill or do something to help that particular issue that I'm prepared to do that.
0: So one of the most cool, the coolest things that you've got going on right now, and I, I told you we were gonna talk about this, so you're raffling off. Is it a whole cow?
4: Well, it is a whole cow right now because it's hard to keep a half of one to live, but uh, we have actually taken one calf from our farm that we raise uh, basically grass-fed beef. They get fed a little bit of grain down on our farm in Midland. It's a Santa Catruta's breed, very tasty. Everybody that I've sold one to loves it. Mm-hmm. And we decided as a fundraiser to take one of the calves and split it uh, we're going to get it processed, get it vacuum sealed, packaged, and deliver it to two lucky winners who win the drawing. So, they just need to go to my website, at the top of the page, there's a banner ad where you can click on it. You can order tickets there, and uh, we're hoping to give that away next month. We just got to get enough ticket sales to get that done. So, please help me with getting those tickets sold, so we can uh, get that beef in somebody's freezer.
0: Y'all see it on the screen. I'm here with Representative-elect Kevin Crutchfield, who's gonna be representing Cabarrus County and a little bit of Rowan. We're here at the Salt and Light Conference. What's your take on Salt and Light so far?
4: Oh, I love it, I love it. I just got to listen to Nikita Koloff. Now, most people wouldn't know this, but Nick used to be my next-door neighbor. Mm. And uh, I know a lot about his story of how he got into wrestling. It's a very cool story, and he's a super uh, great guy. And uh, we're
0: lucky to have him here at the conference. Excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to the website on the screen, support Representative elect Kevin Crutchfield. We'll be right back here at Salt and Light 2022. All yes, right, sir. dot KevinCrutchfield.com. Uh-huh. If you want some of that Santa Gertrudis beef he was talking about, vote KevinCrutchfield.com. Now, you don't have to live in the district in order to mm. participate. So once again, vote kevincrutchfield.com to support the brother Kevin Crutchfield representative elect, I should say, bro. There you go. There you go. And shouts out yeah. to him and uh, being very gracious with his time at the Salt and Light. And again, like you said, shouts out to everybody at the Salt and Light. i seen a comment pop up. Uh, it says um, Republicans continue to let dim messages go unchecked and it's costing us our county. Um, I agree, and, and it's costing us our country. That you know, Republicans, we we tend to want to be a little too polite uh, all of the time, and there has to be some some there has to be some some, uh, be some, some uh, profanities and some 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 straight checking going on. Um, I think we we've gotten a little bit of the sensitive bug too, where it's like you can't, you know, if somebody says some stupid shit, you you got to say, hey, that's yeah, so so. I think that's one thing you got to look at right bro and and say what you will about Trump say what you want about Trump but he brought an element of fight back to politics Mm -hmm. I mean you know the 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 fact of the matter is some of this shit these people talk about is stupid and you don't have no other way to say it bro it's 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 you know we were talking, me and you were talking about that earlier you were like yo you just at, at a certain point you run out of a words. Like, you want to use a multi-syllabled word to explain it, So, but it's so fucking stupid. So. Like. Yo, yo, yo. I'm 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 gonna give you a prime example of something. All right. Watch, watch my brother's face, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know what a butt baby is, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a joke until today. I thought it was a joke until today. I'm scared that what a what I I I I I am serious, ladies and gentlemen. This is how. This is why I said that the world and look. There's something called a butt baby, and you can insert this butt baby so that a trans woman can experience. I I can't make this up, bro. I can't make it up. Somebody sent it to me today, and I was like, "Yo, man, are you serious? This is an actual thing, seriously, bro. It's 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 serious." Anthony Brooks said it's real. He saw the ad. I can't make it up. I'm not yo, bro. It's where the world is, man. The the world we exist in. I, like, I all right. Um, when you said "butt baby," I thought that was like you took a large crap like a butt baby, like it was so big it was big as a baby so explain this to me again before we go back to the elections, what? okay, hey, you can go online okay, and I'm on buy a 10 I'm ounce Amazon, right, let's say i mean Amazon. Amazon okay, online, and you can okay. buy a 10 ounce or a 13 ounce baby rubber baby to insert <laughs> into the anus Of one So that that person can experience So we're equating Planting Right on on. Plastic into the anus And then you're going to push it out of the anus And that's And that's supposed to mimic having a child that is that is the world So you mean to we, tell now, me now, if now, I don't watermelon? Here's the problem is that if you want to shove a rubber baby up your butt, that is your prerogative to do so. Where I opt out is where you convince me that this is somehow giving a woman the experience of having like I can't take that jump with you. Yo, I don't care what you stick in your own butt, bro. What's your, Eddie Murphy's song, Up the Butt. You remember Eddie Murphy's song? So it's like. What was Eddie Murphy's song? <laughs> oh. Boogie in your butt, butt. The boogie in your butt. Man, I don't know what y'all talk about. Putting some boogie in somebody's butt? Uh, uh, come on, uh, my friend. Uh, put a no, I'll stop put a, right here. On. We're doing too much. This is doing too, way too much. Let's get back to the. <laughs> Yo, elections. man, it's an Eddie Murphy song. I put is, a telephone in your butt. Listen, but uh, this is not Republicans. Bone in your butt. I put a telephone. in Ali, Ali, stop, stop. They're, this is not conservatives coming up with this. This is not Republicans coming up with this at, at, hey, all. I'm at gonna, all. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this as as we're talking about coming off this Crutchfield interview um, we definitely need, desperately need conservative Republicans elected. And to that end, right, there's some, uh, races down in North Carolina that are, that are very inter- interesting, to us. Uh, we have a, we have a, let's say a hand in, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, we're helping out with and One of those races, uh, is Melissa Swarbrick's race, bro. Talk a little bit about that race. So very interesting dynamic, Scotland and Hope County, uh, fairly rural counties here in North Carolina, who have been represented in the state legislature uh, legislature by the same person. Y'all ready for this? 18 years. Some of y'all got kids that ain't even 18 years old. In other words, this dude has been in office longer than some of your kids been alive. This dude's been in office longer than most people been on their job. Let's just put it that way here's the hmm. bottom line. we're talking about a representative um, who has voted against what is best for his constituents and has done so for a long time um, things that this this representative has done have negatively impacted the community. There's been some stuff out there and we'll leave Melissa uh, if she wants to talk about that but uh, really good opportunity. For Republicans to come in and advocate for policies that are going to benefit their community, whether that's from an economic perspective, with the restraint that needs to be shown, that's led us to have the financial position we do and to be number one for business the way we are, whether that's from the development perspective of bringing jobs to that that community and making sure that the infrastructure is in place, um, or whether that's making sure that parents have the right to choose what education is best for their kids. Not only Mm -hmm. that. Dealing with a representative, somebody who has voted, get this, Rod, you know, gas is super expensive. Six dollars and 40 something cent gas just hit in California, all time hot. And one of the things is this representative voted to take more taxpayer money so that he and his friends in Raleigh can pay more gas to go back and forth to Raleigh. So let, let's, let's bring Melissa in and let her talk about this race. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Urban Conservative. Uh, running for North Carolina House, we have Melissa Swarbrick on the Urban Conservative. Hey, hey. Hey, hey how you
2: there doing? There you go.
0: We're doing well. How you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on tonight.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for being on. Appreciate it, Melissa. As you heard me mentioning, you've got a very interesting, but it appears to be winnable race on your hands. Uh, How are you feeling about the campaign going into it 36 days out?
1: Well, we're
2: feeling a lot better than we were a few months ago. People are starting to pay attention. They see that we cannot stay in the same rut that we've been in for the past. They look outside our district and they They see prosperity, they see good good jobs, they see high-performance kids going off to college. And none of those things are happening in Hoke and Scotland County. So some change. And we hope to keep that momentum going into November.
0: Absolutely. So I'm going to be coming out for the folks to know you and I are going to get a full interview. Y'all are going to get everything, uh, all the good stuff about what's going on in that race. But as you've been out there on the campaign trail, it seems like every time I talk to you, you're out knocking doors. What are you hearing from the voters in Scotland and Hope County that they want this coming November?
2: Well, they want their kids to have a chance. Um, Right now, they're they're trying to find school. We have no no school choice down in Hogan, Scotland County. There are no charter schools school and seven out of 10 of the Scotland County schools are low. Population. They're graduating barely mm. and then they can't get into college or they can't get a job. It's not nothing that they can, um, you know, make a career out of. So that's the parents that along with the economy And also the chances for, for, nobody wants to bring a business here when we have high crime, low performance, things like that. So it's, it all comes down to our quality of life and how we're going to make Scotland.
0: Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, again, Melissa Swarbrick, who is running for North Carolina House District 48. She is running against an 18 year incumbent. So when you look at the failing schools, when you look at the lack of jobs, when you look at the lack of opportunity, think 18 years, you got to kind of own some of that. Right, Melissa? Absolutely. You
2: got it. We've got a lot of great ideas. I've got some great ideas. I can see us making some and changes when
0: I'm elected. Excellent. So we're going to do a full interview with Melissa uh, before the election day in the next week or so. Matter of fact, I'll be with you Wednesday evening for an event. You want to tell the folks about your event you've got coming up Wednesday?
2: Absolutely. We have a fundraiser up in Pinehurst with Cleta Mit is actually with the Election Integrity and the Conservative Partnership Institute, just raising some money for our campaign so that we can buy buy some more yard signs for all those ones that disappear.
0: Right, and we know how that goes. Uh, Those signs just magically disappear. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you see the site on your screen Please support Melissa Swarbrick for NC House 48. Again, folks, we know we have a lot of folks in North Carolina, but you don't have to be in North Carolina to support important races like this. This is a very winnable race from uh, an incumbent who has done very little for his district. So again, uh, Melissa, thanks for jumping on. We're going to get a full interview with you in the coming days. um, And thanks for taking some time out to come hang out with us tonight.
2: Thank you. Have a good night.
0: All right, guys. So North Carolina's uh, legislature right now, we need because we have a, a, a governor. I call him Vito Cooperoni. Uh, that's my uh, mobster name for him because he's got he's vetoed more bills than probably any other governor in North Carolina history. It took us like forever to get a budget. Um, but the the name of the game is to make Roy Cooper a lame duck governor for the next two years. And then get a Republican governor in the North Carolina uh, governor's mansion in 2015. I see Trey in there, Ali. Going the right direction. So Trey Allen's in? Yeah, I see Trey. And who else do I see? Hang on. I I see Trey. Okay. Well, we just did North Carolina. So hang out, Trey, because I want to bring this good brother in. Uh, I don't see Trey's video, so try to get the video together. No, Trey is going to be audio only. He's traveling. Okay, perfect. i seen his audio, and I see... Uh, Let's talk about this other quick New York race really fast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, The Comptroller race here in New York State, one of the most important races. Um, We talked about the Zeldin race. We talked about uh, the the Zeldin Esposito team. But part of this red wave we want to see here in New York in November, uh, a big, big part of this is making sure that when we start talking about economics and we start talking about all of these economic issues in in the state, the comptroller plays a big role and has a very big stick to wave around here in New York. And to that end, we have a, a, a very good candidate um, with a very, very good chance at, at becoming our next New York State comptroller. Welcome back to the Urban Conservative, ladies and gentlemen. Our good brother. Wait, we, we we seen you get it together. Wait, wait, wait. We see we see you. Hold on. let me Give me the thumbs up when you're ready, and I'll bring you in. Give me a thumbs up when you're ready, Paul. All right. Uh, matter of fact, see, since Trey's traveling, course. you want to... Okay, he's good. He's okay. good. Now, nah, we're going to do this real quick. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Rodriguez to the Urban Conservative. There you go, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Can you see me here? Yeah, we got you. I got you. We're good to see you, sir. All right. Looking at the camera here.
5: How's everything? It's
0: Can't a pleasure to be with that. you all today. Thank you sir. Thank one, you sir. So my give me uh,
5: hang on. Let me I'm just trying to situate myself in
0: there, there. you go. Take your time. This. There we go. There we go.
5: Now, now I can see y'all.
0: Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, thanks again brother Paul for taking the time to come on the show. Um how has the campaign been going the last couple of weeks and and um what can we Republicans do? Can Republicans save America? That's the question we're asking tonight. Um Well, you know, it's 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 going. We it's really come down
5: in New York to the point where Kathy Hochul, her administration, and and it seems Democrats as a whole, and definitely New York, there boils down to two issues. It seems for them, Uh, one uh, basically leaning on is Kathy Hochul says that Liz Elden and everyone who supports him either. Hates women and hates democracy. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, hate women, because if we happen, uh, unless we happen to believe a man all the way through the ninth month with no restrictions, then we're somehow extremists, misogynists who hate women and want to put them in jail, which is clearly not the case. Also, hate democracy, because if at any point in time we happen to support the former press are not uh basically engaging in a really deep act of act of contrition either giving lots of money to the lincoln project or going to work for msnbc they were and traitors but that's basically what comes down to their whole campaign is we hate democracy but the issues that are really affecting new yorkers and a day-to-day basis across the country find to be some of the most important things, not just in New York, but across the country, safety, which is obviously the economy, high inflation, a crippling cost, worse, a terrible, and particularly for New York, the highest taxes in the nation Mm. for for investment and for building any kind of business, whether large or small, don't seem to be important. The rampant corruption doesn't seem to be important. The division and the open discrimination we're seeing in certain aspects uh, of education in this country, like Asians, where we're punishing them for being successful. Those things don't even appear on, on uh, Governor Hochul's radar or any of the Democrats here, just in New York, but across the board in, in, in the country. So that's what we're, I believe, I have faith in the voters uh, and I believe, right. I believe most of them are just as deceptive. doesn't matter whether you're a Republican, Democrat, mm-hmm. independent, conservative, what have you, at their feet. Hundreds of thousands have already left New York and we're really at a turning point where we around to make this state more responsive to taxpayers, more business, worry about the concerns new yorkers of high inflation of how more of them are going to leave and we don't want that we love this state we want to see it turned around are seeing that it's not really so much about left or right or about democrat Republican, and increasingly we seem to be the ones who are bringing common sense or at least they feel talking about anything that makes any kind of common sense right now
0: state absolutely well listen we're we're excited um for your campaign we know you're gonna do some wonderful things when you get in office in this november um we have a a full interview ladies and gentlemen with paul coming up let the folks know real quick how they can support you in the upcoming weeks um we'll see you i think what do we say the 22nd or something like that that monday you'll be on for a full show i think in a couple of weeks Uh, yep absolutely but for now they can support your campaign um and how they can get in touch with you if they have any questions Yes, I would. I
5: would um, ask everybody to go to either my website Rodriguez. That's R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z or F O R N Y dot com. So Rodriguez for NY. You can also check me out on social media. whether it's Instagram. Twitter, it's just basically again Rodriguez R. O D R I G U number four N Y S for New York state at Rodriguez for N Y S. And you can have a very, very active social feeds. Uh, I have the website with my platform. If you want to find out a bit more, but definitely the best way to keep up with me is, is for example, Twitter or Instagram
0: uh, or Facebook. Absolutely. Perfect. perfect. Brother Paul, thank you for taking the time. I know it's a busy Monday night and you're out there working hard. Um, We just wanted to update the folks and let them know, you know, our candidates are out there working and we wanted to give you the platform. We look forward to this up and coming interview. Um, Brother Paul Rodriguez Rodriguez running for New York State Comptroller here on the Urban Conservative. We'll see you soon, Brother Paul. Give our love to the family. Well, I want to thank you very much as we try to save our Absolutely, sir. You got it, Ali. So we're gonna keep the ball rolling because we got some more candidates in here. I see. Um, we're gonna go to the brother Trey, and then we'll go to Michael. Introduce Trey, Ali. So Trey, Trey um, said he may be having some technical difficulties. We'll, we'll try, try him, to bring his audio in. Let's see what we get. Trey, can Trey, you hear us? Can hear us? Let us know. Uh,
2: I I am in real, real trouble. Uh, what's
0: Okay, yeah, no, that's not going to work No, 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 Paul, we'll get you when you get to a stationary location But I'm going to, uh, Trey, we'll get you to a, a station. A station. A better location, no worries What I'm going to do is give Trey Allen the look anyway In North Carolina, we have two Supreme Court uh, seats that are open Our state Supreme Court And probably one of the smartest people I know uh, Trey Allen is running for one of those seats Along with Judge Richard Dietz Two amazing, conservative, constitutionalist judges, uh, law professor. He's actually currently uh, the chief lawyer for our state's uh, legal system. He works uh, directly for for Chief Justice Paul Newby, an amazing person in Trey Allen. So we're definitely going to get him on for a full interview. And I'll actually be with him Thursday night in Cabarrus County. So shouts out to Trey Allen. And if you're in North Carolina, you need to make sure that you complete your ballot. We have to have those two justices, Trey Allen, And uh, Richard Dietz on the Supreme Court for the state of North Carolina. Now, with that being said, uh, you said Michael Anderson is also in. We're going to switch over to Charlotte real quick and back to the legislature. Uh, This is an exciting opportunity because, you know, we here at the Urban Conservative, we're all about urban areas. We love our rural folks. But this is about getting conservatives in urban areas more exposure and getting conservatism more exposure in urban areas. Michael Anderson is running for the state house in Mecklenburg County, State District 99. Let's bring that brother in for the first time on the Urban Conservative. Michael Anderson, what's happening, brother?
3: Oh, not much, man. Just this. Excited to be here today.
0: Well, glad that you could make it on the show. We're not having any technical difficulties. We can hear you. You sound great. Um, Campaigning. We just talked about this a little bit earlier. This is your first time running for office. Yeah,
3: no, this is the first time. Brand new to uh, to the game, but enjoying it very much.
0: All right, so I'm going to ask you, what is the most enjoyable part so far about this whole journey for you?
3: You know, I, I think it's just getting out and talking to the people. Now, I think, I think for a lot of people that can be pretty intimidating. And it was for me as well. You know, originally uh, I had to pray for about a week to get the the courage up to, uh, to do what I needed to do as a grassroots, can- um, as a grassroots candidate. But, you know, when you, when you start going and talking to people, you realize that that's, that's what it's all about. Because it's connecting one-on-one with person after person and showing them who you are. And once they start talking to you, I mean, there's a whole lot of people, especially in my community, who are like, I know you now. The fact that you're on my doorstep, I trust you. And and that's been by far the most enjoyable part of this.
0: Excellent. So running for the state legislature, right? You would hear people say, oh, you, you start out at the city council and you work your way up. Uh, that's a big bite of that political burger to take on state legislature. But what made you feel led to run for the state legislature?
3: You know, I was... I was not thinking about running for office this time last year. Um, I'm an attorney. I've got five kids. I've got another one on the way. You know, I'm, I'm busy. I've got things to do, and I was happy. Uh, and then in November of last year, after President Biden uh, stood in front of the whole nation and declared his vaccine mandates, uh, the CEO of my company, I work at a big tech company, did the same thing. He, he proclaimed before all the employees in an all-employee meeting that for the greater good of humanity, it was no longer sufficient to segregate the unvaccinated workers. They had to be removed from the workforce altogether. And so I spent six months fighting for my coworkers, who by the way, (laughs) there was a disparate impact on minorities and particularly African-Americans. And I was not shy about saying that and nobody cared. And so, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And I actually got to testify before South Carolina State House of Representatives. Uh, mm. And we got a bill passed down in South Carolina. Um, and so I just sort of began to, to realize what the process was. It was a lot le- less sophisticated than I thought it was. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I felt like we needed protections here in North Carolina as well. And so that's when I went
0: to war. Excellent. So we're asking candidates today. Can Republicans save America? What say you, Michael? Can we do it?
3: Well, I'll tell you, man, I believe that the only salvation for America is Jesus Christ. But I will say this, that Republicans have a big role to play uh, in, in this uh, in this fight. And, uh, and, I'll, and I'll say further, we need to do a better job of going to the communities that we don't think that we can win. OK, so my district, District 99 of North Carolina, is the third most liberal district in the whole state. Wow. Now, it's also 60-plus percent African-American. There's a huge percentage of Latino. And this district is winnable when you go and talk to the people. Because when I go to people's doors, I talk about vaccine mandates. I can't tell you how many people have lost their jobs, how many people are pissed off at President Biden. But there's not an alternative voice coming in and talking, right? And, you know, sometimes you do get a little bit of flack. When you go to some, someone's door. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, you've got people who are willing to listen. And you know, they're they're not the talking heads on, on, on TV or they're not the New York Times. These are normal people who don't don't think that their kids should be transitioned between genders without their parents uh, without their parents' consent, right? So there's a right. lot of issues that we could talk to the people about. Uh, and now the you don't you couldn't get a better time than now.
0: Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope um, we hope we hope you will support this brother who's running in District 99. That's North Carolina. I was about to say we got to get you on for a full show before the election so people could get to know you. Uh, But real quick, the floor is yours, Michael. Tell folks how they can get a hold of your campaign and how they can support you.
3: So my website is Anderson four NC. That's Anderson, the number four nc.com. Um, you know the biggest thing that I'm looking for right now is, is is if anybody want is out there in the Charlotte area and wants to see what this looks like door to door, come out with me. I had two people volunteer with me this weekend, which is the most I've ever had. Nice. And we hit 945 doors in one Saturday. Um, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Now, if I could somehow get six people.
0: We could we could turn this district. So that's the biggest thing that
3: I'm looking for right now.
0: All right. You heard it here. First, ladies, Anderson for NC. Um, we will have a full interview with the brother here in the coming weeks before the election. Uh, Mike, I uh, uh, appreciate you coming on by dropping by to let us know your thoughts. And again, we look forward to having you on for a full interview here on the Urban Conservative. Ladies and gentlemen, right around the 44 minute mark, we are talking with candidates from across the country, some New York, some uh, North Carolina. Yeah, I, I gotta run. I gotta run this video because I see another guest in the uh in the waiting uh, run room. That so run I that run run video. I want run another real quick. video real quick, and then we'll be right back, ladies All and gentlemen. Right.
1: Family court is where my heart is. I was a teen mom, a single mom. I knew that I wanted to help people through difficult situations. I've been an attorney for 18 years. I have handled every type of case that would come before me as a judge. I will always listen, follow the law, and I will make decisions based on the facts and circumstances of each case that is before me. My name is Christine Dimo Vasquez, and I would be honored to earn your vote on November 8th.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, you're rocking out with us. We appreciate it. Right here at the 44-minute mark, you are tuned into to either Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube at the Urban Conservative. Head over to the website, tuconservative.com. Get yourself a membership. Biden Inflation has everything up, but we're still $10 for the year to get your membership. You get to support a conservative platform and candidates all over the country um, by supporting our platform. We get to support these wonderful candidates. Uh, the ad you just saw comes to us from... Uh, Monroe County, New York. We have an amazing and amazing candidate for family court uh, up in Monroe Monroe County, New York. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, Christine Demo Vasquez to the Urban Conservative. How are you, sis?
1: Good. How are you?
0: We're well. Thank God we're here. We're on the right side of the dirt. We're on our show. We got you back on and we're good. How's the campaign trail going up there?
1: It's going great. We're getting down to the end, thirty-six days left, and we're just trying to get out there as, as much as we can right till the end. We're not gonna well, stop absolutely. until uh, till November 9th
0: So so what have you been uh seeing and hearing on the campaign trail um that, that the folks are most concerned about there there in Monroe County?
1: So there's a couple of things that happen with the family court. I I come up with a lot of people or I meet with a lot of people who either understand the family court and know what it's about, or people who have had no experience with the family court and they don't understand it at all. And so part of what I've been doing is trying to educate people about the importance of the family court. It's the most important court that there is. Family is foundational to everything. These judges are dealing with people's lives day in and day out. And so it's so important to understand what that means. And even if it doesn't affect someone or they've never been through it, to help them understand why it's important and why they need to uh, you know, look at the family court judges and vote for someone who wants to wants to do well for the people and make a difference in the lives of families and children.
0: That part. Go ahead, Ali, I see you got a question, go ahead. No, 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 so the interesting thing is you said, a lot of people really don't know what the family court is. How much of that? How much of that is do you think because people don't have to interact with the court, so it's like an out of sight, out of mind thing, uh, and and is there really because I know here whenever you say family court here, the first thing people go, oh no, you know what I mean. So how much of it do you think is that negative connotation versus just out of sight, out of mind thing?
1: Yeah, I think for the people who don't understand or haven't been involved with it, I think they just they just don't have any clue on that or, or any mm. clue on the importance of it. For other people, very rarely do I come across people who've had a good experience in the family court. Typically, when people are talking to me about the family court, they're talking about the struggles that they had, the difficulties they faced, how they felt they didn't feel that they were heard, how they didn't feel that their child's best interest was taken into consideration. And those are the biggest uh, you know, issues that I hear from people as I'm out talking day in and day out.
0: Uh, I, my, my next question for you and, and maybe you can't answer this, but have you have you seen has the, the partisanship came into play in this race with you at all? Have you noticed that or have you been just generally getting that acceptance from from everybody you run into?
1: I haven't noticed that. I feel like I get accepted from everybody. When I'm able to get in front of people, talk about my story, my history, why I want to be a family court judge, I think people are very receptive to that. Uh, you know, and I think for a family court judge, I don't think that politics really should play a role in that. We're there for everybody. Everybody who comes before the family court is, uh, you know, is, we're going to treat them fair. We're going to treat them with respect. We're going to listen. And so I would hope that that really wouldn't be part of this election, or at least for the family court judge.
0: Well, well, we have to ask because it's kind of the theme for tonight about uh, can conservatives, can Republicans uh, uh, kind of change and save America? Because we all can admit, whether it's family court candidates, congressional candidates, you know, whatever the candidates are, we're headed into a really uh, for lack of trying to be too harsh, a weird space with some of the things that are trying to be normalized now, but, but from, from where you're sitting, do you think that Republicans, conservatives, and and those like-minded people, can we save this country?
1: So I think that from a perspective of everything aside from what I'm doing, because again, my position that I'm running for is is not meant to be political and we're not allowed to talk about issues or talk about things that could potentially come before us as a judge. But I think that there, you know, there's a lot of issues going on in society these days. And I think that that's, you know, we we need to look at who we're electing. We need to get to the polls. Everybody needs to get out and vote, exercise that right that they have, and understand who they're voting for and why.
0: And, and my Absolutely. last question on this, Ali, real quick, my last question on this is, um, we see so much in the news about transparency and and um, you know, people not having or feeling like they can trust the institutions and their elected officials when you get elected can people count on you to be transparent and follow that code of ethics and 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 follow the law and not what they would say i guess what you would say uh social justice from the bench or litigate from the bench
1: absolutely i think that one of the i think that i'm uniquely qualified for this position and one of the reasons for that is i've represented thousands of mothers fathers grandparents custodians and children i've handled every type of case that would come before me as a judge So I know the difficulties and challenges that people face going through this process. I've seen it from all of their perspectives, respondents, petitioners, the children. And so I understand those difficulties. And I think that's important as a judge to understand those challenges that people face, to understand the emotionally driven challenges of family court cases, but also the complexities of the family court system. And so I have the experience to know that and You know, going into this position, it's very important to me to make sure that everybody is heard, that they feel like they're coming into a judge or they're coming before a judge who's going to listen to them, who's going to be prepared, who's going to understand their case, who's going to follow the law and who's going to make decisions based on the facts and circumstances of their case. Because the family court is not a one size fits all. It's very specific to the facts that are going on in that case. And we need Mm -hmm. to look at all of those things when, you know, judges making a decision, especially as it relates to families and children.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, we appreciate what you're doing up there and uh, shout out to your beautiful family. Shout out to your husband, Peter. Salute, sir. You guys are doing an amazing job um, and and we're pulling for you. And hopefully we can get, get you back on the show um, in the next couple of weeks, get a full interview out. Um, again, let folks know how they can support the campaign, where they can uh, donate, whatever the case may be. How can folks support your campaign?
1: Yeah, so our website is christine familycourtcom and that's Christine with a K. Uh, they can, uh, we have all the information on there if people are local and they want to do door-to-door, they want to, you know, help in any capacity in that way, we can always use volunteers we have lawn signs going up, so lawn sign locations are huge, but a lot of what I'm doing right now besides the events is the door-to-door, and it's so important to get in front of people to try to educate them about, again, about the family court process, but also about me. So anybody who's willing to participate, I would love to have them.
0: Absolutely, Ladies and gentlemen, you see the website on your screen right now. Please make sure to head over and visit Christine with a K for FamilyCourt.com. There's an event page, a donate page, but more importantly, hit that volunteer page. We need people out walking doors, making phone calls, doing social media posts, um, all hands on deck. Uh, Any last messages uh, before we let you go?
1: No, thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I I would love for anybody to reach out to me if they have any questions or want to talk more.
0: Absolutely. And we look forward to talking to you again in the next couple of weeks um, before Election Day. We want to make sure to get you guys on. Um, You have our full endorsement, our full support here from the Urban Conservative. Thank you so much for taking the time, Christine and Peter. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you guys. Um, right. We'll be talking soon. Thanks for stopping by the show.
1: Thank you. Have a good night. You're
0: welcome. Have a good, good night. night. So, ladies and gentlemen, man, we at the we at the fifty-two minute mark, and um, there's a couple of comments here. Let me see what we got here. Uh, we need to give this world back to God. The Republicans are the only ones that will make a positive change, change for the better that we need. It's only getting worse. The dumb, the demo dummies have done nothing but make noise about <laughs> nonsense. Demo dummies. I like. I it. couldn't have said it better myself. I'm not even going to try to wrap the show up after <laughs> after reading a comment like that. All I will say is, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We will be back next Monday, 8 p.m. Also, stay tuned for all of our breaking news updates throughout the week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell, so you know when we release new videos. If you want to support us on Cash App, dollar sign TU Conservative. I'm Raheem Architect Soto from our twin brother, Dual Ali. And from our families to your family, stay safe, stay positive, keep it moving, and all that good stuff. We will see you guys next Monday right here on the Urban Conservative Podcast. Peace and love.
1: Peace.